When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. It's Thursday, February 16th. I'm Jeff Schwartz alongside Matt Ford. This is Jeff Schwartz of Smart New Power by the Varsity Podcast Network. We're doing another episode this week. We were up in the air, but we're back. It's me. It's Matt. We're going to recap our year of wagering, our props that we did the entire month of August heading into the NFL season. We will recap those. But first, I've watched the film now. I feel so smart saying that. I've watched the film of the Super Bowl between the Eagles and the Chiefs, and we'll break down just some of my final thoughts on that. We have a full coaching hiring slate now, uh, and then one coach who, for some reason, can't get a job. I do not know why. Uh, we have some quarterback movement. Derek Carr is on the, on the loose now. Aaron Rodgers, son Pat McAfee, creating attention for himself as usual. And uh, we'll get into some more NFL topics. Uh, Matt Ford, how was your Super Bowl Sunday, sir? It was good. I can't imagine it was quite as good as yours as a Chiefs fan. Um, but I had a really nice time. I made a, a pretty big bet by my standards on the Chiefs and felt very good about that. You did? That nice. I did, yeah. I made I made one pregame and then one live. Um, and yeah, it was up to six and a half at when Rihanna was doing her thing. And I was like, huh, six and a half. It doesn't feel like uh, this is going to be an Eagles blowout. So I had a nice day. Good for you. You never go wrong betting on, on Pat Mahomes. And so that's the way I feel no. about that. I feel good uh, being that spot I was in. How are your props they were mixed there were a few i really liked that the the opening kick was unfortunately 
a touchback. Um, yeah, I, but because th- Budker mishit the ball. I know he almost fell over with that stupid field, and that it's, when he, when it left his foot, I was like, I'm, "We're we're great. This thing is a little like line drive. It was like a it looked like a a base hit to shallow right center or something, <laughs> but it bounced, and they had no interest in running it back. Obviously, um, there were a few. I feel like I did okay. I, I probably broke even on my props. Did you? Yeah, I called certain things to happen. Like I said, Noah Gray would catch a screen and it would go for over 12 and a half yards. He did catch a screen, but went for six yards. Like yeah. little things like that, like didn't really hit exactly. Like, like Pacheco, I thought he would catch a screen. It went to Jerry McKinnon. There's little things like that kind of did not break, but the game generally went as kind of the script I thought it would. You know, I didn't see the Jalen Hurts fumble coming. That was obviously you know, a little off script to kind of change the game, right? Really Take that good. out, obviously, and the Chiefs don't win that game. My overriding point of, of watching this game back, Matt, was that, you know, we often want to assign this thing was good, this thing was bad, right? Mm-hmm. We want to say this. This team good, this team bad. This player good, this player bad. And I look at this game and I think to myself, Eagles offense was really good. Jalen Hurts was fabulous. Like if you're if you're on the fence about paying Jalen Hurts after this game, you shouldn't be. I mean, he was fabulous, guys. Like in the biggest game of his career, he came up the biggest he's ever been. He made some great throws. He made some great runs. He saved them when they had no answer sometimes for pressure. He was fabulous. Um Eagles offensive line, I thought, played really well. I thought the Chiefs did a we'll get Chiefs team in a second. Eagles offensive line pass protected well. You know, AJ Brown was good. Yeah. Dallas Goddard was great. And then with the Chiefs defense, they gave him 35 points. But I didn't come away thinking they played bad. They forced 18 third downs. 18 third downs and three fourth downs. One of the fourth downs never got run because of the offsides on Saunders or someone in the middle there. That push sneak is nearly impossible to stop. So you get in those third and short, fourth and shorts. And you're just, and nothing was easy for the Eagles. Even the touchdown to A.J. Brown, double coverage, right? The easiest play of the game was the Devontae Smith long t- long grab when when I think it was Sneed ended up getting kind of caught between two verticals there. Even the fourth down run by Hurts, I mean, he had to make a guy miss. And, and, and the Chiefs' run defense was really, really good. Their job, they're trying to, they suffocated the Eagles' rushing attack. I thought they did a really good job. They were very physical up front. You know, Lane Johnson's leg injury, I think the Chiefs did a good job of using it against him in the run game, the little subtle things they did here and there to kind of force some weakness when they ran the ball to the right. Nick Bold and Willie Gay played well. It was the best version of the Chiefs. And they gave up 35 points, man. Like, yeah. like when you watch the, the Eagles offense and Chiefs defense, I thought it was like two teams playing their best ball going back and forth. I agree. It felt like that on the other side, too. Like, I didn't feel like the Eagles defense really played poorly. They In the second half, they obviously gave up the touchdown, I think, every possession or score every possession. I think the hard part for the Eagles defense is that there was a concept that kept working for the Chiefs and the Eagles did not adjust. And that, I think, is the hard part, right? So you look at the Chiefs offense, obviously, the first half, it wasn't that they didn't score. They didn't have the ball. Yeah. They didn't have the ball with that fumble recovery that ended up giving, basically giving the Eagles the ball for 10 minutes straight in the second quarter at one point, right? Or end of first quarter, second quarter. Um, in the second half, the Chiefs obviously found that motion to stack, right? Or kind of start to start to motion across. Eagles are trying to either flip the safeties in zone coverage or, or find a way to bump over man coverage and boop. Corn dog, we're coming back the other direction and we're going to get open. I think if you're an Eagles fan, you're upset that there was no adjustment made to that. The thing about the Eagles this year, there were tendencies about them that when things go well, it's really easy. So, for example, second and long, always pass the ball. Second, like seven and plus, they're passing every single time. Chiefs knew that and they played those situations pretty well. Eagles defense, man, they're running what they run. 
like they're not deviating from that. They don't bring linebacker pressure. I know technically Hassan Riddick is a linebacker, but like really he's not. I hate how we classify that. They don't bring slot pressure. They don't bring corner pressure. They don't bring line. Like they are what they are. But when you're winning in is a lot of games Eagles are winning, that pass rush is just let loose, let loose, let loose. It doesn't matter, right? But when you're not, and the Chiefs are kind of methodically going down the field, well, now your pass rush isn't as good. The the Eagles pass rush was good on third and long. The Chiefs only had eight third downs all game, eight all game, and like three of them were long. Otherwise, it was short. The Chiefs won first and second down. And so both teams kind of had their game plans. And in the end, obviously, the penalty happens. And look, it was a penalty, call or don't call it, whatever. It kind of ruined the flow at the end of the game. I would love to see you know, the Eagles have an opportunity to come back down and, and, and make that. I felt like it was a very well-played football game. And we got the two best teams playing, Matt. And we got just some great individual performances, some great team performances. And it was a really good Super Bowl. It really was. It was a great game. I think people were upset with the penalty more because the game ended in an unsatisfactory way more than the call. Um, that was sort of how I felt. I'm sure you even as a guy rooting for the Chiefs, I was just sort of like, that sucks. Like, that's like that's how yes. this game's going to end. Like, that sucks. But, you know, I don't think it was a bad call. You felt this hype building up. like building, Yeah. Building. Building. And it's like, we all knew. Everyone knew. The Chiefs, got, if they got a first down there, that was the end of the game. Yeah, that was it. And and we knew that, and that's what ended up happening. Was the Chiefs got a first down there, end of the game. Um, you know, this back and forth. It would have been with, interesting if Hertz had to drive. Yeah, it would have been a lot of fun. Um, this back and forth between Juju and AJ Brown on Twitter. I mean, there's been so many things that have been spawning out of it. I have it's great. I have thoroughly enjoyed the Jason and, and Travis Kelsey content. Um, their mom is like, it's been just been so good, man. Like, it's been so great. Um, you know, I, I really have appreciated the way Philly uh, players and coaches have talked about this game, right? No excuses. Yeah. Not blaming the officials. 100%. The turf was terrible. Not blaming the turf. Not blaming anyone, right? Like, I talk about this all the time, guys, right? Do I, I don't blame officials when I talk about football. I don't blame turf. I don't blame outside conditions. It's like, what can we do better? And I love it. I love the attitude from Philly about, hey, what, we, what can we have done better to win this game? And that attitude, man, that's a winner's, in my opinion, that's a winner's attitude. They yeah. might not have won this game, but they've won me over as someone who, who might root for the Eagles now moving forward because of the way they handled themselves in defeat. Well, that makes one of us. I am contractually obligated to never root well, for the yeah. Eagles as a Commodores fan. But one thing, you mentioned the Eagles. Um, they have already lost their offensive and defensive coordinators um, to coaching yeah. jobs. And you mentioned, I thought it was really funny that Arizona went for Gannon after watching him give up 40 points on their home field in the Super Bowl. Um, I thought that was an interesting choice, especially after you mentioned like the same two plays worked on the same, on two touchdowns. There was a, it felt like there was a little bit of a lack of adjustment there. Um, and if you looked at the coaching in this game, it was pretty clear who had the advantage, like not to say that the Eagles weren't, didn't have a good game plan and they almost won the game, obviously, but uh, we'll, we'll get to Eric the in a second, but the two coaches for the Eagles get hired and get new jobs, maybe deservedly. Eric Bieniemy once again on the sidelines. Why don't we start with, I guess, the Eagles coordinators? Um, so Steichen goes to the Colts. The Colts go with another offensive coordinator from Philly after their great experience with Frank Reich. What did you think of those two hires? So Shane Steichen um, is the Eagles offensive coordinator who went to Indianapolis. 
He was Justin Herbert's OC or quarterback coach in his rookie season in Los Angeles and did well. But obviously, he's done well in Philadelphia. I like that hire. Now, they don't have a quarterback. So, I figure out quarterback, right? Like, from a, a talent development standpoint, he has done a good job where he's been a quarterback. Again, they don't have a quarterback, though, right? Like, I know Jim Irsay is like, well, we're going to get that Bryce Young fellow. He looks pretty good. Okay, great. But we're seeing with you know, how important ownership is, right? Clark Hunt, Jeffrey Lurie, like the importance of ownership and success. Unfortunately, your 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 commanders, right, with Dan Snyder, like Jim Irsay is kind of a dumpster fire. Like it not it might not matter whether or not Shane Second can coach. Are they getting the quarterback? Like, are they getting that correct? Are they getting the support, the correct support from Jim Irsay that he needs to win there? I have more high hopes for him. Huh. The the Gannon thing in Arizona is interesting. So Supposedly he's like a taskmaster. He's like a, he's like a grinder, right? Like in the opposite of, of Kingsbury, which is often oh, what you hire. You often hire the opposite of what of the coach you just had. But that Arizona job is a terrible job, Matt. It's an absolutely terrible job, and he's not going to do well there. It's not because he's not a good coach or he can't do well. Yeah. No one's going to do well there. You have a quarterback who clearly people do not value, like. How many people have to take shots at Kyler Murray before people are like, yep, I might not be the guy. He's not playing till November, with his injury at least, right? New general manager who's trying to get rid of your best player, DeAndre Hopkins. No one wanted that job. Someone had to take it, obviously. And if you're, a, you know, if you're, if you're Gannon, you're like, okay, well, it's a coordinator job. Let's do it. I mean, a head coaching job, I'll take it. But no one wanted that job. So I have less hopes for, for Gannon than I do for Steichen. Uh, obviously, Frank Reich has hired a good staff in Carolina. Um, you know, the, the, everyone's kind of rounding out you know their staffs as that we head into. I like the Todd Munkin hire for the Ravens as far as offensive coordinator. I thought that's a really good. If you look at what Georgia did offensively this this past couple of years, it's a very pro style offense. It's kind of you know it's not like an air raid offense. It's not a Greg Roman offense. Somewhere in the, somewhere in the middle, right? We're going to run the football with Todd Munkin. We're going to have a pro style offense really help out Lamar Jackson attract those free agents. I think back to Back to playing in Baltimore Ooh. wide receiver and, and tight end. We know they have Mark Andrews there. So, you know, I think the hires are kind of what they are. Eagles obviously now have to hire two coordinators as well. The Eric Bieniemy thing, man, he's interviewing with your, your commanders today for the OC job. We've talked about this for, for a while now, right? Now, there is certainly a problem in the NFL with minority candidates, right? There's, I mean, if you don't acknowledge that, you're not paying attention or you're willfully ignorant, right? I just don't think that's the case with Eric Bieniemy. That can't be the only reason why he's not hired, right? Like, there has to be something else for the reason he's not hired. I can't imagine the only reason he's not hired is because he's minority. And maybe I'm being ultra-naive and someone please call me out on this if I am. Maybe it's a factor. I, I'm certainly not dismissing it as a factor, but the factor? I don't know, man. I can't... I, I, I don't know why, because yeah, he doesn't call the plays all the time. Yeah. So what? So what? Plenty of coaches get hired who don't call the plays. I don't know what it is about the way he interviews. He carries himself. His past. I mean, there's, you can go back and Google some things that happened when he's at Colorado. That's like 30 years mm. ago now. I don't know, man. Do you think it's a, it's a, it's a minority hiring problem? I don't think it's – I think we're past that with Eric Bieniemy now. I don't, I don't know yeah. what it is. I Look, I don't – all I know is, you know, what I read and the little I hear, like, I, I, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I'm looking at it from a commander's fan perspective. It's like, you know, Baltimore, you mentioned Munkin. 
Baltimore was considering him too, the enemy. There were uh, he was sort of he went from well, it, it almost didn't. We didn't even even have the like debate of why isn't he a head coach this off season because it just moved so fast and it never really gained steam like it does most years. Then he, he never even got it. He never even got no, like a, it an interview for head coach. Like, like, you know, I've been on this for years, and not like again, I'm not a dummy. The minority hiring cycle in the candidate they hold, it's terrible, right? We there's not enough minorities get hired. But this feels beyond that. Like this feels like something else behind the scenes is going on here that we don't know about, that no one's willing to talk about, about why he can't get a job. And I feel like he has to leave Kansas City to get that recognition. Right. But but again, why does I, that matter? I don't know. Why does it matter? Nathaniel Hackett exactly. didn't call plays in, in, in Green Bay right. and got a job. Exactly. He got he had like the most embarrassing season that anyone had, and he gets picked up, you know, before the Champ, the conference championship rounds because he maybe has a tie to Rodgers. I don't know. But with Biennemi, it's like he's not even getting, not only is he not getting head coaching interviews, he's getting offensive coordinator lateral moves with way worse teams. And people, like, why on earth would he even consider going to Washington? Like, they have no quarterback. They're going to change ownership. They're probably going to change coaching just because, like, of course, that's what owners are going to do unless Rivera has, like, a great season. It's like, what's the even the upside? Like, how could he possibly improve his standing into next year? Um, I like, I almost, I don't want him to do it for him. Like, you know, it'd be great, obviously, for this stupid franchise to get someone like him in in the building. But I just can't imagine why he would want to do it. I mean, I guess the idea is, you know, if he does this without Andy Reid, he'll get a head coaching job. How many? I mean, he just he just wanted another Super Bowl. Like, he. <laughs> I know the thing that really stuck with me about him was. I don't know if you saw this clip but of Isaiah Pacheco after the game, like going up to him and giving him this like huge bear hug and it clearly being like, you know, we all just think, oh, it's a running back. You can find a running back in the draft, whatever. No big deal. There was a seventh round pick who was the best running back on the field on a field with some some real household names, you know. Um, so I I don't know, man. I It feels really weird, like watching this cycle go again. And, you know, you mentioned Gannon and it's like, even Steichen, who I'm sure is a good coach. Like, I'm sure these guys are good coaches, but it's just, it feels strange. And frankly, like watching uh, Jim Caldwell go for an offensive coordinator job with Frank Reich. I know, he should be, he should be a head coach too. It's like this guy, he's, he's been successful everywhere. He's definitely like, it doesn't seem like he's like the biggest personality in the room, which I think does matter for, for a head coach. Like someone like Nick Sirianni clearly like doesn't know his... <laughs> Isn't ex- experienced, let's just say, as Caldwell, but he has a real like that's a guy who feels like he probably deserves to be a head coach just based on like how he carries himself and obviously his success this year. But I felt it was really weird. Like, yeah, it's great that Caldwell's back in the league and you know that Frank Reich hired him, but it just feels strange to me again that, um, I don't know that those two are similar, but there maybe there's just I, I, I don't know, it's just something worth noting. Yeah, that's something worth noting is that he should have a job. Like, it's baffling, dude. I don't get it. It really it is. Makes sense to me. It really is. And it's every year you're just you sort of tell yourself like, well, this has to have gotten better since last year, and then here we are. And um, it hasn't. You know, the idea, like, honestly, think about this. You go from winning the Super Bowl with turning this quarterback into, you know, this this offense into the most unstoppable offense we've maybe ever seen, and then he's going to leave to go be. Sam Howell's offensive coordinator because possibly Ron Rivera could get fired and he could get the head coaching job that way. Like, 
that's what Eric Bieniemy's options are. That feels crazy. Well, I, I don't. I don't think he would. I don't think he's getting a head coaching job in Washington if Ron Rivera gets fired. I think that he would just do well in Washington and get a head coaching job. Maybe Sam Howell's good. I mean, they have good <laughs> receivers, obviously, but I, I have no idea why that would be the move for him. It's very strange. I don't know either. Um, I really don't. Well, I hope that they hire him for as a fan, but as a person, I hope that somehow I he stays in Kansas City. Honestly. Um, one thing on Munkin, um, do you think he's going to be able to adjust to coaching a younger quarterback and Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, you mean young, oh, you mean younger than Tetson Bennett. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I was like, I was talking about something. He just coached college kids. You're right. Tetson Bennett's older than Lamar Jackson, right? Um, I th- I, they're close. They're close. The, the, joke, the joke hit. Oh, good um, job, Matt. You were, you were saving that one up, weren't you? You were saving it. Yeah, yeah. It. Well, we turned right to the serious topic, and I was like, I got to make sure that that makes the show. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Well, you know, that was a really good joke, Jeff. But you know who's not going to hear it is Aaron Rodgers. Because Aaron Rodgers began his silent retreat today, Wednesday, Maybe he's allowed to play podcasts in there. Who knows? Um, today's Wednesday as we're recording this. So he is now into the depths of whatever sort of mental Narnia he needs to go to to make his quote unquote decision of where the team that owns his rights will trade him. Seems seems a little backwards to me. Um, and Derek Carr was released finally in a hilarious move where he basically said, hey, Raiders, you're not trading me. Get You're not getting a pick for me. Let me go. Love that move. Um, I guess take it wherever you want. I mean, any predictions for quarterback? I mean, everybody's making this Jets Rodgers argument feels a little bit too easy to me. Um, but any sort of just general predictions for Rodgers or Carr um, or anybody else? Yeah, who cares about Rodgers? Like, I mean, are we still doing this? Wrong? Like, just wants attention. First of all, it was a darkness retreat. Now it's a darkness retreat. To also, oh, actually, there's actual light in there if you want. And then it's like, well, actually, they're going to feed you. There's a camera in there to make sure that you don't go crazy. Like, why do so we? He's have to... going to an Airbnb. He's just like he's just going to like a it's going to like a hotel room that actually just has curtains. You can just like yeah. close. Like, I just you know what? He's going man, to the Ritz you know Santa what? Barbara. Yeah, you know what? Like, and I am all for everyone's personal journey, whatever makes you happy. You know, like you you meditate, correct? I do. Because the reason why I know this is because you post sometimes your what's the app called? Headspace. Once a year, when I do another year, I post it. But I always think it's it's like your run streak because it says like your streak, right? Doesn't it say that? Yeah, it does. Yeah. But there's no way I'm running right, but, 2,500 but, days right, in a row. Right. But like three years ago, I thought to myself, oh man, Matt's been running a lot. And then I realized you were <laughs> meditating because I texted you. It's like, good job on the running streak, buddy. And you're like, no, no, no. It's my meditation streak. <laughs> so like, great, man. Like, good for you. Good. Anyone who wants to meditate and, and like, awesome. I absolutely love it. How many days in a row have you gone, Matt? Do you know how I many? It's like four years, five years. Okay, something good, like that. good for you, man. I'm sure you. I'm sure it's good for you. You look good. You feel good. I love it. Okay, fantastic. Did Thanks, it start buddy. after we after we spent a night in Spain? You're like, I got to get it. This Schwartz guy and his wife. I got to start <laughs> meditating. 
Um, no, I think I was doing it already. But anyway, the, keep, the, keep going. The, thanks, the, thanks for all the nice things. The, the suckling pig. You got also you. look great. The suckling pig got you in the mood to meditate. Um, like anyone, do what you want, guys. I do. I don't care. Sleep with whoever you want. Be whoever you want. Dress however you want. But like Rogers, who gives a shit, man? Like, why do we have to know this stuff? Like, you know what I mean? Like. I just don't care. I, am I supposed to care, Matt? Am I supposed to care? No, I, I'm tired of him too, but. Like, good luck on your journey, man. I wish you the best. I hope that when you come out of it, it makes you feel better and you feel better about life. But I just don't care. I don't care. And in the football sense, when these, when we talk about this all the time, like football people are, are intense, right? And they, they need, definitely need to meditate too. They're intense, oh, man. Sure. They don't want to hear about their quarterback going to a four-day quiet retreat. Like, the Packers don't want to hear this either. The Jets don't want to either. The Raiders don't. Like, they just, they, they just, can you play football or not, right? Are you going to be yeah. here if we trade for you for three years or one year? Are you going to do the same thing next offseason? Call me when Rodgers goes somewhere. I just don't care, Matt. Well, that's what I want to talk about because... We don't have to spend much time on this because you're right. It's going to keep coming up. But I think everyone's saying he's going to go to the Jets. If he has any say in it, I just, I'm not sure that that is the exact right place for him. I know that his buddy, Nat Hackett, is there. I know that they have great receivers. I know that they have a pretty promising defense. But to, to me, it just doesn't feel like he's going to follow Favre that he's going to go there and work with like a bunch of young receivers that he doesn't, you know, that he's going to have to sort of build up and coach, but it doesn't seem like he's going to the NFC either. I mean, San Francisco would be like the team. Of course, I think I thought about this this morning, Jeff, how about Tennessee for Rogers? I feel like Tennessee is one of those that's kind of off the map in terms of contenders. Um, but I think him and Vrabel would be an interesting match. I think that they, you know, they they could figure out a few things at the receiver position. Their line generally has been good. Their defense is good. They're just they're solid every single year. Um, I don't know. I, I that dawned on me this morning, and I wanted to run it by you. Yeah, I think Tennessee could be a place for him. Here's the thing, right? Like, okay, so Derek Carr got released. Obviously, good for him, right? He forced the Raiders' hand. He's not going to get you know he's not going to get them any assets to to trade. But okay, if you are deciding between Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers, and I obviously Aaron Rodgers is, is a better football player. But Derek Carr plays it each week. You'd never have to, no fuss. He'll play six to eight more years. Don't have to worry about him. Are you signing up for that? Or are you signing up for Rodgers one to maybe three years plus trading for assets? Yeah. Plus every offseason, is he, is he going to retire or not? Is he get along with teammates? Is he, you know, yeah. is he going to, you're going to coach your young wide receivers up. And by the way, the, the teammate thing, look, all his teammates seem to like him outside of like the two in the media that seem to bash him all the time. So like that's a little a little unfair, I think, to him at times. Because like if you listen to like the guys in the locker room, they seem to like him outside of the two in the media who keep bashing him. So maybe that's a little unfair to, to throw at Rodgers. But, you know, he doesn't seem to connect with the young wide receivers very well, not like a Tom Brady does, right, or an older or any other older quarterback. So are, are you signing up for that? Or do you want the stability of a Derek Carr? I think, honestly, like this is, it depends on the team. 
And I don't think the Jets should should introduce that into their locker room, then make themselves the Super Bowl front runners. Like it just doesn't feel like they're quite there yet. Someone like Carr there would be interesting because he could, like you mentioned, like he would just be stable. He'd be, you know, I don't know how he'd do in New York. I don't know how he'd do in cold weather where he's notoriously been bad. But I just don't feel like adding Rodgers to that mix, where if you added him to a veteran team like Tennessee, San Francisco, honestly, if they had to overpay by like a few years of draft picks, they should just do it. Like they're the team that the, the thing that has hold, held them back has been quarterback play. If you get, if imagine if you could just put Rodgers into that mix in a yeah. situation where like that team is that team, you know, like they I, I just don't see them going back to the Trey Lance, Brock Purdy situation next year if there are these options out there. But I don't think like a car would make them that much better. But I just feel like there I feel like there's some way that he's just going to end up on on the 49ers or at least they're going to be in the mix because it just makes too much sense. for them. Yeah. What about Derek Carr of the 49ers? I mean, how much better is he than Purdy? Like, I, I don't know. That's maybe. Fair. I mean, it could be the Stafford thing where it's like, you know, you just put him with a better coach and all of a sudden he's awesome. Yeah. The, the Derek Carr thing is he's he's really interesting. I almost feel like after watching the Kirk Cousins experience across the league, like everyone has the same opinion of the Vikings, which is very good team. They are capped at their quarterback. Their quarterback can get them to like round two of the playoffs, and that's where it stops. And I feel like people are so afraid of spending $30, 40000000 million on their cap to just have that when they can like take their chances with a, with a younger quarterback or a higher variance quarterback, you know, I don't really know. Like a a car might be like the saints oddly were like kind of a good fit for him because they just kind of like, they just need like the commander somebody like that would just like be, you know, they just need like a floor. Um, yeah, I, I think one dark horse, by the way, for, for car is Carolina. Yeah. You know, car is, is very religious. And so is Frank Reich, the coach of the, of the, uh, of the Panthers now. And that tends to, to kind of form bonds uh, between yeah. players and coaches. And I'm not saying it's a a bond that it wasn't successful for Frank Reich and Carson Wentz in Indianapolis, but you know, that's a, that's something that, that shouldn't be overlooked. I feel like that's a situation where that, you know, is a place where car could end up because of that relationship. Interesting. Huh? I will say too, one of the reasons I like the Titans Rogers thing, Jeff was the Titans are plus 7,500 for next year's Super Bowl. They're one of the lowest, the, the one of the longest odds they have worse odds than the commanders and the Seahawks and um, the Bucks who currently have <laughs> no offensive coordinator or quarterback. Um, so interesting the Titans aren't getting any love, but um, Matthew, do I think we're doing a prop bets in a second here? Um, yeah, let's do that. But like, if you bet at anyone other than the Chiefs heading to next season in the AFC, um, I don't know what to tell you. Like, like why would you yeah. bet on the Titans? No, you shouldn't. You should not bet this next year's Super Bowl right now. <laughs> is generally good advice. Um, I do um, think unless, that unless the, the number for the Chiefs is better now than it would be later on. We just like we we're so arrogant as people. We're like, well, next year I can get good value by right now betting on so and so. Like anything could happen right now. Don't bet on anybody. I know. I, you know, there are some. If I had to make some bets right now, like you know, Cincy plus a thousand is interesting. Um. I don't know. There's some teams that just the odds are since really... he since he's really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, I don't think we made any money this year, man. Well, why don't we go through it? Um, let's talk about our props. Um, let's. Uh, so we we've mentioned throughout the season we made the we made these prop bets. 
um, at the beginning of the season. There were some brilliant calls. There were some dreadful calls. Um, but we can go through it. I think, you know, we, we've, we've tabulated it up here, I believe. Um, and are we in the green or in the red? Last year we were up by what, like five, $6,000, right? Yeah. I mean, we had some brilliant calls. We've gone through a few of them on here, but Mahomes MVP was a huge one. One nine to one on that one. Great call by you. Um, it's crazy. That- our worst ones were like all our giants, anti-giants wagers. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those crushed us. Mahomes MVP was pretty good. We kind of got lucky on some of them. Like we had Tyreek Hill under touchdowns. He had like four in the first two weeks, but ended up, yep. ended up hitting anyways. Um, so I'm I'm calculating up now all the. Uh, I, I wanted yeah. to note this is a great find by producer Hank. Um, we had Zeke over eight seventy five and a half yards, and he finished with eight seventy six. <laughs> we got that one by half a yard, Jeff. Well, the worst one of all was the Damian Pierce one. Yeah, so Damian Pierce, we bet on any Houston running back over 1,000 yards. Damian Pierce finished with 939, uh, and he left, I, I mean, it was like week 12 or week 13 where he got injured, and that was that was a brutal beat. It looks like we are short this year $345.39. Okay, that's not too bad. I mean, honestly, yeah. if you took out our in-season stuff, where we went over yeah. five. Our, our preseason was really good. If we took out the $600 we spent during the season, we would be slightly in the green, correct? Like by three, by $200, yes. There were a few things that I want to take away from this. And what we did was we did a couple of basically, I want to find a good example of it. Um, oh, I have takeaways for next year. Well, I'll start, but then you should fill in like the Ravens. We bet the Ravens to win both the division and win the top seed. Um, the odds were different to win. The division was was plus 140 for the top seed was plus 750. I feel like we should have just bet the we should just pick one of them and yes. not double down, because when you get screwed, when you when you're wrong, you, you get killed. There are a few teams that we always seem to have like a good read on. <laughs> and then there are some teams that we always seem to have a bad read on. The Giants, I feel like we never have a good read on. I do feel like we have a good Steelers read. Um, you know, we bet them over. We bet Ajay Harris under. We we sprinkled on Watt and Pickett. Um, and Watt was the second defensive player of the year, probably. And, and Pickett was uh, a good bet for rookie of the year. But hit me with your takeaways. My takeaway is unders is always the way to go. Yes. I think next year, if we bet every running back under, like every starting running back, penciled in starter in week one, their under rushing total for the year, we would win money. Like we would hit 65% of those. It's funny, man, because like every under we bet, I think on running backs, we hit every over and miss we, every Except under. Dalvin Cook. Well, we, we, we missed, missed on Saquon Cook. under touchdowns and Sanders under touchdowns. We hit Harris under rushing yards. I just feel like the unders matter just the way to go. I, f- I agree, but we missed. We just like missed on all of them. Like we ended up missing. How did Dalvin Cook end up with almost 1,200 yards? I feel like he didn't even have like a 100-yard game. We also hit a ton of quarterback unders. Wilson under Stafford. Stafford, Trey Lance, Kyler Murray. We just hit a ton of unders matter the way to go. I do think also one good takeaway is when we know, like, we got to go all in. Like, the the Amon Ra bet was the one where I, like, 
I sold it to you. You were like done. And we put four of our, we put four units on it or two units. I forget if we were standard hundred or 200. So ended up being two, I think 200 was like our standard. Yeah. We put 400 on it. And we, and we just went all in on it. It's like, sometimes you just got to lay the wood when you, when you've got the feeling, you know what I mean? And like, that was one that, that carried us. That was a minus 112 for 400. That was a substantial win. We also got lucky on a few. I mentioned the Zeke one, but yeah. the Bears, the Bears worst record plus 750 on the last the last like play of the season was was great. Gabe Davis under seven and a half touchdowns too. Both that, that Hill and Gabe Davis were were under were lucky as well. Um yeah, like this is a fun exercise each year, man. Yeah. It's so much fun to do this each year. I can't wait already. Who's your MVP leaner for next year? Oh, man. It's not Mahomes. You can't I don't yeah. think Mahomes. I think Jalen Hurts is a good bet. Like I think he's gonna have the Josh Allen momentum this this offseason. Like Josh Allen last year. Yeah, but he's gonna lose his coordinator and maybe two offensive linemen. Maybe, but I also think that he's that the conversation this offseason, I promise, as a guy who's gonna have to make a million of these myself and put propaganda out there into the sports media world is like, who would you rather have, Burrow or Hurts? Or Allen or Hurts? And it's gonna be there's gonna be like a big Jalen Hurts boost um i think burrow's a good bet obviously mahomes like they could do the mahomes you know dominance thing where he would i, win I, don't, another. I don't think mahomes will get it next year because i feel like it's like the lebron thing now we're right. like it's gonna, gonna, it's like anyone but it's gonna be like anyone but mahomes like they're gonna find every reason to not give yeah. it to mahomes i do think it's possible though jeff that um couldn't you see kansas city kind of reloading this year a little bit like I felt like this year, obviously, they had so many young players. I I do wonder if they go and grab, like, if they do strength on strength and they go say, okay, Kelsey's getting a little older. We're going to need somebody to come in here, well, you know, sign so, a free agent, get Devontae Adams somehow, well, you know, like. Well, I think they can luxury pick a tight end at the end of the first round. And this is a great year for tight yeah, ends. Yeah, like something like that. I could see them doing, you know, doing yeah. something to add strength on strength to give Kelsey a little bit of a breather. It's certainly possible. God, they, they weren't even supposed to be in this game this year with all the rookies they had playing. I know. All right, buddy. I think I think we did it. I do want to tell we you, though, in. last night for Valentine's Day, hope you and Meredith have oh. a great Valentine's Day. I spent was mine, in New York. I spent mine at the... Oh, that sucks, man. I spent uh, mine at the Magic Castle with Gabe and his wife and Ivy and <laughs> our friend Garrett and his girlfriend. And we had a really good time. <laughs> um, Can I if, no, I, could, if I could just tell you one thing... Please. Gabe Goodwin loves magic. <laughs> loves magic. He is the biggest magic fan I've ever seen. That does not surprise me very much. Did you know that? I mean, I have known that for a while. We've had shows. I think I've been on two shows with him where a magician has come on the show. Um, for his for his birthday, a magician came to his house and performed, and he was unbelievable. He was a mentalist, so he was like putting stuff in people's minds, and they were they were. Say it was insane, but Magic Castle. We all got dressed up. Uh, it was it was really fun. How long have you been with Ivy for? Uh, we've been married going on five years, and together for going on ten. Okay, I've been with Meredith for I don't know too long. I think it's like fifty, maybe fifteen years, maybe this summer. Wow, fifteen years, something nice. like that. Like Valentine's Day, like at some point, like did you get your wife a gift? No, we did cards, and then we went to the Magic Castle with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> i got my great. wife a pair of shuck sneakers i got her a pair of these uh peaches and cream dunks that she wanted nice so um, the yeah best. that's it damashek our buddy Dan, he makes his point about like when is valentine's day going to be about us yeah. guys i'm like that's never never Sorry, buddy. buddy it's never never about, about us it's okay though i'm fine with it um 
And my daughter gave me a giant hug yesterday and said, happy Valentine's Day. It made my day. Love that. That was the cutest part of my day. Um, little Emmy. She was fantastic. All right, guys. Have a great weekend, everyone. Please leave a review. If you listen for 41 minutes and you're not my parents, you should leave a review, please. Okay? So please do that. Uh, we always love seeing those. We'll be back next week with more football discussion. We head into free agency very soon. Free agency is very soon, guys. It's coming up very soon. Draft talk and more. We'll do that next week. Until then, guys, have a great weekend. Enjoy some XFL. XFL this weekend. I won't be watching, but maybe you guys will. Talk to you guys next week. Peace.